What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and the Baker, back with another podcast of Scarf Life, the podcast. Scarf Life, the podcast. Is that what we're settling on? Dude, you, you got to stop changing it. I was just under the impression it was just Scarf Life. Um, it is. It, okay, whatever what you say. It was just Scarf Life, the Vcast, Scarf Life, the Facebook page. Yada, yada, yada. Except it's not Scarf Life, anyway. the Facebook page. It's RSL Nation, so you're going to confuse people. How you living, RSL Nation? How you living, Baker? I'm good, man. I'm good. So I, I think we should come clean with the folks here. This is our second attempt at recording this podcast. We recorded, a, in my opinion, a, a pretty good one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not not too many nights ago. I want to say last night or maybe the night before. I can't really remember. Uh, but we had some technical difficulties, as we have every once in a while. And it, it just came out really choppy. So we were in person. I think- we were in the same room. It was great. You would have loved it, RSL Nation, but... It's lost to yeah, uh, need, lost the history. We need we need to stop telling these people about all these technical troubles. They're gonna think we're amateurs here, so we'll just call it a practice run. This is a well rehearsed scarf life. The podcast. Yeah, you you would think at least uh, you know, have get, getting a second crack at it. The content would be slightly better, but you get what you pay for, as I like to say. A couple of new things have happened since, so maybe it's better. We're better off. First, let me run a song by you. Don't run a song by me. Uh, Julio and Rubio sitting in the tree, scoring G-O-L-S. You literally just spelled goals wrong. So there's that. Let's let's just get that out of the way first. You just spelled goals wrong. Um, it's a post-match, post-work quickie, this guy, okay? Yeah, so all I'm going to say is you've, you've, you've sung this song chant whatever you want to call it to me a couple of times now and it's it's gotten worse with time um so i not a lot of hope here i'm having a hard time the the finish there the bringing it home is that's the trouble one well yeah you're having a hard time because you're spelling everything wrong i mean that's i did not spell it correct wrong this time if you think the only on. if you think the only issue is yes. the ending on this chant, we have the larger problems. Uh, the only issue. The only issue. Speaking of uh, Rubio, team of the week honors. Was that yeah. two t- two weeks in a row uh, that uh, an RSLer is in the first uh, first team team of the week? Uh, was there somebody on the first team last week? Oh yeah, Julio. Yeah, Julio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh we've we've played uh two weeks and both weeks we've got at least one guy in the uh starting eleven team of the week, which is pretty cool. And, and Freddie and got the coach. Coach was correct. And I think last there was this, there was someone on the bench last week too. Was it Aaron Herrera? I can't remember. Anyways. I think well, bench was look, Ochoa. It's it's to be as oh that's right. It's to be assumed. At this point, two games in, six points. We're winning, the, we're winning the league. Clear and honest with you, man. I thought it would take us 10 games to get six points this year. I don't know what in the world's happening. What's happening? I, I mean, in, in a nutshell, MLS is going to MLS. Um, you know, 
I uh, I went back and I listened to a few of our predictions for, you know, I think we did something like two episodes in the preseason or towards the end of last season. And it was it was it was pretty doom and gloom. Um, yeah, I think we predicted it would take something like five games for us to get to, you know, six points. Um, and here we are two weeks in uh, hitting that that six point mark. I mean, just stop the league right now. Give us the cup. Right. All the cups. Oh. Yeah, on a on a PPG basis, which is how we're measuring. You know, if, you, if we did it last year, it's good enough for this year. We are supporter shield winners. Uh huh. Clearly. So clearly. <laughs> um, the the, the domestic fact, treble. Just give us the Champions League, man. There's no one on the continent hotter right now than we are. Yeah, it's 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 surprising. It's um it's a little out of hand. Uh, the new additions. Uh, I think last week I was complaining a bit about Demir because he wasn't playing so hot. I thought he was much better this time around. Scored a scored a good goal. Yeah. And oh my god, the new additions. Julio and Rubio. Stop! Stop! Just that it's you're not gonna it it you're not gonna make that chant happen ever. Um, and also to be clear, I don't think we're playing that great of footy yet. I, I think I would yes. agree. I would agree with. Wins, not the not the greatest footy so far. I would agree in the Minnesota game. I I think looking back at it, Minnesota was objectively. A, you know the more quote unquote deserving side, whatever that means. I mean, you got to put them away, so Man. that's on them. Um, but against Kansas City, like you could make the argument for long stretches of time, RSL was just the better team. Like they, they played really good, attacking, attractive, entertaining soccer. Um, and and you know I had to watch it from a TV screen. You were actually there in person, so I can't even imagine how great that must have been. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty sweet. Maybe that's why I don't remember the game too much, right? Just some of the highlights, some of the plays, some of the game. Obviously, remember all the goals. Man, that last second goal by Rubio was uh, ankle breaker. Man, that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was. It felt incredible being back at the riot. Um, I didn't go to any games last year, even when they opened back up towards the end. I think you and I were talking on the podcast multiple times about this, that uh, it wasn't going to be the same, right? It was never going to make sense, even if they did have the whatever. I think they started with 3,000, then worked their way up to 5,000 fans uh, during the pandemic. It just didn't make, it just didn't, never felt right. Never felt good, right? Um, But yeah, so I was back. I was Awesome for the first time in more than a year. Um, I think the RSL team is managing and handling this about as well as they can. There are a couple of quirky, weird things and rules in there. Like you cannot have your mask off at all while you're in your seat. Right. So even if you're actively eating or drinking, uh, which even on planes you can do if you're eating or drinking. So if you're eating or drinking, you have to stay in like designated areas outside of your seats, you know, up in the standing areas, which I always thought was the weirdest thing because guess where most of the people were? Right up in those areas. Right. So eating and drinking. Eating and drinking. I swear there were more people. I'll tell you one thing, and I'm not sure if this is just a standard thing now, but when I opted into tickets, they did not give me my season tickets. Yeah. we said in 35, they did not give me section 35. 
it's like section nine, I think. Right. Um, we never made it to our seats ever. I don't even know if I had good seats or not because we were up in the corner above section 10. Right. Eating and drinking, standing. Right, right, right. With everybody else uh, in your face because it's a small space and everyone wants to eat and drink, apparently. So that was weird. That whole thing was a little bizarre. But man, hearing the anthem, you know, hearing um, the chants, seeing the goals, just seeing the green grass, that just felt incredible. It must have been, I can't even imagine what it was like for the players, right? Because all of them, they didn't have any fans in the stands last year. Maybe we had what? One, just the home opener, and that's the season was basically done shortly afterwards, right? Well, I mean, no, we had the 5,000 fans or whatever for the latter half of the year. Right. So, but it's yeah, not, it's not, not the same as a, you know, a half full Rio Tinto. I, I'll give you that. And it was pretty loud. It felt good. L- listen, man, it was a noon game on a Saturday. I'm not sure whose idea that was. I must have almost slept through it. Not really, but you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there would have been a time where that would have been like a five-minute segment of like, "What do you mean a noon game? Like, come on, yeah. evening games yeah. only." And yeah, it's been so long that you can't help but, uh, you know, just just soak it in. I guess, man. It was just good. It was fun. Good to be back. <clears throat> and then we win, and that's just icing on the cake. Um, but yeah, man, incredible, incredible to be back. Can't wait to go back. We're playing home Friday, I think, even though I'm not Friday going Friday. against San Jose. And then again, um, the week after, we have a bunch of home games. It, yeah, it's going to be three main home games, three home games, and then a little stretch away. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Sound, sounds like a pretty great experience. I'm not going to lie, pretty jealous, pretty jealous, but. Good. I'll I'll go home eventually. <laughs> um, it, yeah. it is worth noting that you know to the the weird rule thing, like you know, I think it's worth pointing out that MLS is having to come up with a set of rules across, you know, thirty some odd different cities and you know a handful of different states and all kinds of laws and local regulations and federal, you know, like. I think given the scope of rules that they have to play within, you got to give them credit for getting that many people back into the stadiums as quickly as they are doing. So I, yeah, I try not no, to compliment totally. the league too much, but props to the league there. Well, totally. I, I feel like we have been on a, on a positive tear of the league in a, for a while now. Even like the MLS back this tournament, I thought was done really well last year, right? It's, it really seems like the, the league is doing as good a job as they possibly can with what they have at hand right now. And um, the, the team announcements just before the season kicked off and they announced the 10,000, up to 10,000 fans at the stadium, they were very clear and concise and precise around the stating that that's, the, that's what it is now. Right, um, right. It's constantly month changing. Month, isn't it? I thought it was month to month. Yeah, yeah. I think it's... Uh... You know, I, I think they're very clear about, like, this is an ever-evolving, you know, scale. And, and hopefully it's more people back into the stadium as vaccines become more prevalent and, you know, the world kind of returns to normal. But, you know, if if people – if we aren't too careful, we could just as easily start seeing a decrease in people back at the stadium, you know. Right. 
So right, right, and that's why I don't I don't mind the rules, even though even even the silly stuff. Like yeah, yeah. So I won't drink. You are not a rule follower by any. You are not a rule follower by any stretch of the imagination. So the fact that you're okay with it is probably probably an indicator that they're not overstepping too much. Yeah, and um, and even the people enforcing it were very clear and nice about it, and they were a little confused. Like, yeah, I don't even know. I don't know too. I don't know either, man. Just just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. Fair enough. So yeah, there's that, and. Um, I'm predicting here here's my projection because you know we were so good at this projecting stuff you know it's going to take 5 6 games to get 6 points well actually watch us 4 games from now we'll still have 6 points and we will have been correct um but I think come July it's going to be full stadium I just don't see how it won't full stadium projection right now mm, I think that's probably a little early but yeah I mean I think I think by the end of summer, you know, we'll be there. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so enough about being back in the stadium and MLS rules and such. You were actually at the game. Turned out to be a pretty great game. Uh, let's start where we usually start, and that's the starting 11. Mm-hmm. You see it. Anything jump out to you? Um, I'm trying to remember it now, to be honest with you, because we had we had it pulled up last time we quote unquote recorded this. Um, but it was the standard, right? Um, uh, Ochoa back in goal, uh, Julio and Rubio sitting at the top. Was that good luck trying to get them to stop? Stop. Please, How for the that? love of everything that is good in this world, stop singing that terrible chant. Good luck getting them to stop. No, I didn't see any big call-outs. Um, I mean, the same as in game one, which is I was just happy to see Ochoa back. Um, right. I think Ochoa is the starting goalie. Nothing's going to change there. I was glad to see uh, Demir back in there. Um, played well this time. I think Julio and Rubio are, you know, that's our team right. is going to run as those two run this year. Um, no, I didn't see anything surprising. Yeah. How about you? I, I think it was surprising that we, you know, weren't surprised. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we, we talked about this on that initial recording and every once in a while, you know, Freddie and the, at least the old coaching staff that they've all essentially been replaced at this point. Um, there's no other way to say it, but they'd get cute. You know, they, right. they would like get in their own way. And, uh, you know, like I think the lack of surprises was kind of a surprise because I was fully expecting maybe to Freddie be like, okay, we gotta, you know, Achoa needs to learn that he can't do that kind of thing, so like we're gonna bench him or or some some dumb thing like that, you know, where he like yeah. overthinks it. But no, I I think it was a tried and true. If it ain't broke, don't fix it methodology, which was really nice to see. Yeah, I think the the approach they take too often is like, hey guys, this works. Let's screw with it for no reason other than to screw with it. Sure, uh, sure. I, I think getting cute is probably the best way to put it. Right. In in their defense, last season, it was pretty rare to see something that was, quote unquote, working. Like, it was very rare that a game went our way in its entirety. Yeah. So, Well, I mean, remember the MLS back tournament. When it first kicked off, the first couple of games, we right. were world beaters, man. Yeah, we looked, looked good against Colorado. Yeah. And then it was, I mean, literally we got worse 
game after game right. after game there. Um, no, I think it's – and here's the other thing. I, I saw Minnesota losing last weekend again. Aren't they 0-3 now? Yeah, the only uh, the only team that hasn't won a game yet, I think. Yeah. yeah. And they were like – Or gotten those, any points. Based on those um, early preseason predictions by the expertos out there, the experts, they were supposed to be up there, aren't they? Weren't they? Yeah, I mean like – and, you know – so, so just to, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, the the one big standout on that starting eleven for me was uh, the lack of Everton Luis. We have since found out that it was like a injury, uh, and he's you know expected to be back in. I think it was like a number of weeks, is what they were saying. Um, so yeah, that one was kind of. I, yeah. I was worried when he wasn't in the starting eleven because I know Freddie hasn't you know, rated him very highly in the, in the prior year. And, you know, Everton wasn't getting a, too many starts. But yep. it, it's it's glad to see that it wasn't a case of, quote-unquote, Freddie getting cute, as we like to put it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Now, on to Minnesota. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's like, I mean, I mean, they basically ended up having a very dominant playoff run last year and you know it was only the the fact that they went up against the wall that is the seattle sounders um that resulted in them getting getting bounced but yeah everyone kind of thought they would just build on that success i mean there was an article that you know one of those mls experts uh had written where it was like uh, minnesota united ready to be serious supporter shield contenders mls uh championship runners you know like it was like they finally arrived and now they've built on all this great success and they just fell flat on their face right out of the gate yeah it's almost like that blunder wall is not doing what it's supposed to be doing huh clearly not, clearly not. Into them. yeah yeah sure did not get punished so he got fined so he did did have they get fined for and and there is a rule in the book about you know i i think they keep it pretty vague it's like projectiles into the stands um and and mm-hmm. having watched uh some minnesota games after the fact i now understand why they were so upset uh mm-hmm. literally the game after ours one of their strikers sends the ball flying you know it's a He's attempting a shot on goal, but it goes way over the bar and just mm. drills one of their fans, like, clear in the face. I'm like, these guys are dodging, you know, missiles every weekend. No wonder they're terrified. Like, I think if Ochoa had known that, you know, their own their own strikers are, like, public enemy number one out here, I think he would have been a little more compassionate. They're having a hard time hitting that goal, huh? Let's put it this way: If the goal was about thirty feet higher and in the uh, in the uh, supporter section where the Wonderwall currently is, they would be probably the leaders in goal scored. I think that's called a field goal, my friend. Yes, field three goal. three points. Three points, field goal. Good um, shot. Yeah, coach, I mean, it has to go in the net for three points, or uh, for to can or whatever the expression is. Anyway, I have, to, I have to watch that show. That's that Tottenham. Tottenham. Well, yeah, it was, it was a commercial that got turned into a show. So, yeah, yeah, great, I gotta, great TV. I gotta, yeah, I gotta watch that. Anyways, um, well, yeah. So, screw them. Excuse my French. 
Uh, but a new tradition apparently is born. You know what I, do? I actually was hoping this wouldn't happen. Like he did what he did, right? right? And but sure, then he kicked the ball into the RSL supporters section after the game, right? Right on. Uh, now you're talking about the SKC game. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yep. SKC game. And I thought that was cool. I thought that was pretty cute. But then the page or like the 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 team. The marketing team is now trying to say, and a new tradition. Like, it's I swear to God, it feels like we try a new tradition every other year. You, tra- you know, traditions are just naturally developed and born, and you know what I mean, organically happen. You can't just. Oh man, I've got some bad news for you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that that the whole marketing hype wasn't after. So that was like a team signed ball. Like they planned this mm-hmm. ahead of him doing it. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So here's the thing, I I like it. It's it's a good bit of banter. It's great content. Um, you know, it, it's it's it, it was a good idea. Like I, it it got a lot of publicity. It it was being talked about. Like it was it was a real good. We got him. But I don't know if I'm gonna care about Minnesota in like, you know, four months from now. Like that's my problem with it. Like I don't care yeah. if it's artificial. It's a it's a pretty artificial league at this point. Like it is what it is. But like I don't want to let Minnesota live in my head rent free. Like this it was it was one game against the team that no one really cares about even the years that they're good. So th- them trying to make it like a thing after every game that we win just feels like it's giving Minnesota way too much credit. Honestly, dude, I think give it a month we'll forget where it started if it's a fun thing that keeps happening. So I'm not even too concerned about giving Minnesota too much credit. It's just, you know, it's still, I don't know. I still don't like it. Kim, don't call it damn tradition. Yet. Let's let it happen for a couple of years and then you can call it tradition. Either way, right. man, it's cool. You know, I'm assuming you get to keep that ball. Yeah, I'm you like, do. It's, it's, it, and it is a team signed ball. Like, let's be real clear. Right. If they want to kick that thing my way, I'm definitely not right. handing it off to any kids. Let's let's put it that way. Well, you know, I caught I caught a ball once. Right, but like during the game. Yeah. Yeah, they needed that thing back. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to hide it under your seat as, as if this wasn't like a televised was, event. Cameras in every direction. Line. We had a, it was raining. We had ponchos on. I actually saw a picture the other day because I was looking for an old picture on Facebook for some reason. Um, and so I had to scroll way, in the way back machine, right? Uh, and it, I came across it. So it was just between my feet and my poncho was like covering it until they came looking. I didn't really try to keep it. Like if no one had come by to look for it, I would have probably walked out with it. But uh, no, no, they, they were looking. Oh, they were looking. So there's only a certain number of balls available. Yeah, plus I think they kick the ball out a lot. It's not right. like a baseball. They just seems like every foul ball, they just throw the ball out. And sometimes even not even a foul ball, sometimes just any play, they just throw the ball into it. They must go through 100 baseballs. Balls, yeah, yeah. All balls in a game. I think uh, soccer balls are slightly more valuable. But I still think, man, you catch it, you keep it. That's what it should be. That's just what it should be. <laughs> Just towards the end, there's nothing left to play with. They're breaking out the orange ball on a clear summer day. That many. Anyways, uh, what else we got to talk about here? 
Um, I mean, we haven't actually talked about the actual game, which is kind of a miss on our part, seeing that yeah, we're that... 25 minutes in or so. Man, it was good to see Demir back amongst the goals. Um, that was, um, again, I, I think I was saying last week, he had a pretty bad week one. Like, not bad. but Just not, not the usual standard. Not the usual Demir, right? He, he seemed, he was kind of invisible. And man, that was a beautiful goal. I think came came at a really good time because um, honestly, I thought they, they, it might get out of hand because, um, you know, again, we were riding high from last week and it's SKC and they were like, yeah, we're going to do well. And then next thing you know, SKC scores that horrendous defensive blunder goal, right? Uh, I was like, uh oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, that it. I was right um, there with you. Definitely did not feel great, especially given that it was Alan Polito. You know, like the first yeah. two games, he had limited minutes because he was coming back from injury. But then I was like, okay, this dude's about to go 70, 80 minutes, and he's getting at least a brace. That's my immediate thought after that goal goes in. Yep. Yep, team of the week, yada, yada, yada. That's all, all I thought about. But uh, I think the Mears' goal was, I mean, not like there's a bad time to score a goal, um, but that was a very timely goal. It was wonderful to get us tied up, and uh, it was just before halftime. Well, not just before halftime, but that took us into halftime. So yeah. I felt pretty good going into half. Really? Yeah, so the Mears' goal... I felt, yes, I did. The Mears goal came in the, like, I want to say it was like the 35th or 36th minute or something like that. It was, it was roughly 20 minutes after the Polito goal. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's when RSL actually did have, like, a bit of possession and, and played played pretty well. Uh, I did think in the half that the next 45 minutes are just going to be that like scramble defense that I just hate to watch because it's so nerve wracking because you're convinced that you're going to give up another goal. Mm -hmm. Just I know, I know the kind of game you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. I hate those because yeah, you can never, you can never just sit down and let your hair down. Ayo. Right. Because it's just, press 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 it's just non-stop and and that's how the first one kind of happened for them to be honest with you because I, I don't disagree that i thought we were not okay he, here's what happened in my mind there was a roller coaster the reason i felt good about going into the second half or feeling good at half going into the second half is probably because i felt really bad for a period of probably 20 minutes in the first half after they scored, before we tied up, right? Wait, wait, say um, that again. Even though we were, we were. So I felt pretty bad about that period in time when after they scored, before we tied. Right. Okay. That twenty-minute uh, window. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't think we were playing terrible. And uh, even though we were not really creating a lot of chances, uh, we did look pretty dangerous. But I just thought, again, because of someone like a Polito, right? That's why you pay the dude a lot of money and you pay a lot of money to get him. Um, like, yeah, this is the perfect game. We're like, yeah, we'll create a bunch of chances. They'll win 3-0. He'll score two or maybe all three. And the talk of this podcast will be, well, that's why you pay your big number nine bunch of money, right? 
Yep. Um, so when we did equalize, it was just a total momentum shift for me, like total change of momentum in that case. So fair enough, fair enough. No complaints here. And then the second half, honestly, I don't remember just off the top of my head everything that happened in the second half. I maybe did on Monday, but not today. <laughs> um, it's um, well, I, I mean, mean, it was a pretty great second half. Is Rubio happened? Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, the his first goal. Um, I mean, a finisher's finish, right? Um, but that third one, ooh, ooh, that one was pretty. Like, yeah, yeah. When was the last time we had somebody who can? Like that, on his own, create a chance. In basketball, let's say, create his own shot. Right. Yeah. I mean, shot. Yeah. The the last the last kind of guy that I feel like had that skill in spades, where it was like noticeable, because you know everyone can do it like once in a while, um, and even and not really everyone. <laughs> it's a select few can do it once in a while, but the thing that makes strikers strikers is they can do it semi regularly. Um. Mm-hmm. But the name I was gonna say is is Jefferson. Like that's the last guy where I remember thinking like, okay, he's he's you know one on one with a defender, you know, in some cases one on two with a couple of defenders. He, he's gonna come out of this okay. Um, and ever since we got rid of him, he can, can he can make something out of nothing. Right, right, as as that old expression goes. Um, and then and then ever since we sold him, I feel like the game plan and you know it's not like we've been gone for all that long. I think we're going on two years here. Um, but I feel like ever since we got rid of him, the plan's just been like we'll just send it over the top and you know we'll tr- just try to cr- create something on the counter and you know like just those, those long yeah. balls over the top are basically a, a prayer for some good luck. Um, no, yeah, watching Rubio put those defenders on skates was. I mean, I'm pretty sure he nutmegged one of them. Or, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Well, I think on the shot, right? Yeah, on the shot. I think uh, it goes through the legs. What we call that is the. We call that we. That's that same or the, the good old shake and bake, shake and bake, a little shake, a little bake, a little leer, a little there, and the shot was nice too, right? Um, yeah, it, good I placement. It was from an angle. Yeah, it was from an angle and distance where I I would not I would not count on someone to take a shot from there, and uh, good for him, man. So that's what. Two goals and one assist in two games for Rubio. And no, man. Two goals. Two goals, two assists. Hmm? Well, it was his second assist. He assisted on both of Julio's goals. Oh, did he assist both? That's right. He, yeah. did. he did. Yeah. It really is Julio and Rubio show out here. Yeah. With a, yeah. With a sprinkle of the mirror just for old time sakes right right just to just to keep it well, how's julio doing he is isn't, so isn't, he was he was little, subbed a little knocked didn't he? yeah he was subbed in the 57th minute so just right after the uh um just after the second half started and uh like it you know he walked out on his own feet i think it was more like precautionary than anything um you know midsummer in Utah on a pretty hot sunny day like muscles are going to do some weird things um mm. from what i've heard he's quote unquote week to week i think they're just kind of saying that to you know keep the keep the competition on its toes um but i i i don't think he's going to be missing for any extended period of time i i i wouldn't be shocked if we see him on friday 
Yeah. No. Um, and then, then the other kind of big. Anything else? All right. What? Any other standouts from the game? Oh, I mean, man of the match, hands down, Rubin. Like, you know. Right. No, no question about it. Um. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I mean, we, we gotta mention the the quote unquote game changer, l- literally, uh, and that's Brody. Um, coming on like in the 30th yeah. minute for Aaron Herrera, who also picked up a bit of a knock, also walked out on his own two feet and is also week to week. Um, so once again, probably nothing serious, but Brody coming into that game totally changed that game. Like you got to give the kid all the credit in the world. The The dude played to take Herrera's spot. Like he did, he left everything on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did really well. I thought I had a, I had an oh crap moment when Herrera left because I I thought man we're not very deep there and there is no such thing as a good replacement for Aaron at this point. Um, I don't think he's taking his spot anytime soon, from my perspective. Yeah, I mean Aaron Herrera is probably but, uh, the best player on yeah. our defensive line, probably yeah, on the team. Man, the kid did well. The, the kid did really well. Um, loved what he did. And you're right. I mean, he had the he had the, the mirror assist, didn't he? He did. He, I know uh, he crossed the ball at some point. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. He, he, got, he got into space really, really, really well. Like, he, he got as forward as he was allowed to without getting into too much pressure. And with, with SKC's defense, I don't know if they were just slow or old or tired or what it was, but... He got back there a ton, and one of those happened to be a beautiful cross that uh, found Demir just kind of arriving late into the box. He beat his defenders, and as you like to say, on frame with power. There's a beauty. Drastically improves your chances of scoring if you put the ball on frame and with power. I'll tell you one other thing. Other than Julio and Rubio, who are obviously, I would say, men of the season so far, because you know we're so far into the season. Pablo has really been surprising me. I love what Ruiz has been doing so far. Very cool, calm, collected. Yeah. Except when he flips out and gets yellow cards. I still I think he might be the first player to get a yellow card accumulation suspension. Because what two pa- Pablo games, two Ruiz. cards. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's picking and... up left and right. And honestly, I mean, it might have something to do with the fact that Everton will not play as much. So that's why it's going to probably beat him. Right. That yellow card accumulation suspension. But besides that, and I don't, I don't even mean that as a negative thing. I mean, look, he's got to do what he's got to do. That's part of the job there. Yeah. That's why I mean, Kyle Becker. Defensive is the midfielder. Yellow, yellow card getter in the history of Major League Soccer. Right? Well, it's in, just in those, in those let, let's be real clear for Kyle Beckerman. A few of those were for just not keeping his mouth closed. Like, you know, he's some of them were, were physical. I'll give you that. But a non-insignificant portion worked just because, like, he doesn't know how to keep quiet, which I respect. Yeah. I mean, he was also he was out there captaining. Right. So that comes with that job as well. Anyway, so I thought Pablo has been has done really well so far this season. Um even I don't know 
I'm going to get into Albert real quick because I complain about Albert way too much. And it keeps going back to the same fact, which is like highest paid player, highest paid player. That's Now he's captain, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm expecting him to be something I think he is not anymore, which is that, I don't know, man, the, the, that, that number 10 that every team gets and, you know, makes the team run, you know, uh, Valeri, Portland, um, what's his name up in Seattle, um, Ladero. Ladero in Seattle, uh, what's his name in LAFC? Um, that, that's what I keep expecting him to be. I'm not talking about that good of a player, but that important and that impactful on a team as they are to theirs. And right, like I don't think changer. that's him. Yeah, yeah it's I not mean, him. like, so he, the the last few games, he's essentially played on the wing and like comes in a little centrally when, you know, the, the team is attacking. Um, I think him being on the wing has definitely kind of made him less, I don't know, visible. And he was already pretty, I don't know, I feel like pretty invisible, invisible. at the tail end of last year. So I don't think that's doing him any favors. Um, I don't know if we Maybe. meant to get into this this early, but, you know, you and I have been talking about uh, Rushnak and the Euros and, you know, what that all means for the club for some time. And... uh we have, you know, this is one of those things that you were alluding to earlier about news that has come out since that first recording. And that's that the rumor of RSL signing Jonathan uh, Mendez, Menendez, I should say, from Independiente um, is like is finally, you know, quote unquote happening. He's supposed to be arriving uh, sometime in June, allegedly. Um, mm-hmm. So it. The, the reporter, you know, somewhere from South America, I can't say I watch a lot of South American sports news, um, is saying that we bought him for $1.3 million, So that's right there in that TAM range, you know, to buy down. Um, and it's not really, a, I mean, money's not exactly what you would say available uh, for RSL, but, you know, him not being a DP definitely helps the situation. But the real issue is is roster space and really just like way too much selection in that in in those winger positions where this guy tends to play i would not be shocked if the front office is planning for rushnak's eventual sale come post euros and and this is the well, this I is mean, a sign of that yeah i mean especially if he does well that would be stupid not to sell him um you and I, I mean, they must be listening to the podcast because we've been giving him a lot of free business advice. <laughs> um, just gotta... <laughs> um, yeah, no, it seems, um, it seems. And again, we've been complaining about him for a while. Albert Rushnak is a very good player. Probably uh, one of the best players we have. Well, clearly one of the best players we have. At the price tag he comes at, or the price tag with which he comes, I think we can do better. And I think it's no secret that he wants to do better as well. He wants to go back to Europe. Who doesn't, right? And he's the starter for a team who has made the Euros. For the those for, for our friends who don't know what that is. Think of World Cup, but just the European countries, basically. Right. So he'll be with Slovakia this summer in uh where the hell are they? I don't even know. 
in Greece or something. The Euros? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, the oh, original. Is this, is this the, was this the year they're doing like the multi country thing? That's yeah, this what was it supposed is. To, it, originally it was supposed to be all over Europe. I don't know if COVID changes any of that. Yeah, yeah no idea. Well, I mean, it changed it. It was supposed to be last summer. So there you go. They pushed it back a whole year. Well, anyway, so he'll be at this play for the world to see this summer playing for Slovakia. And yeah, it's they don't play two games at the same time. So literally, when they play, no one else is going to be playing. Uh, he's a starter. He's a regular for Slovakia. And I just see there's, unless he just does terribly, I see I see no way in hell that he does not get a lot of interest from a lot of European clubs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's let's be really Maybe clear. Not like Paris Saint-Germain and Chelsea or City or anything like that. But, you know, your, your mid-table German league teams, right. Italian. Yeah. Um, teams with uh, promotion aspirations you know things like that and to them to them paying the kind of money that an mls player would cost you to buy his contract out uh, that's not even a rounding error what are you paying 1.3 million for this guy go try to find anyone in europe for 1.3 million dollars worth anything right right i mean um so i think it would be silly if we have any serious offers to to a to not take it get the transfer money and now open up a $2 million slot on our roster and go find someone again. So anyways, that's, those are my two cents. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it, a lot of it also comes, you know, from the like visibility of, of the euros, like Albert Ruschnag could single-handedly lead us, us being Real Salt Lake to like an MLS final. And it wouldn't even be a fraction of the visibility that comes from, you know, Slovakia making it out of their group. Oh, yeah. So, Not even making it out. Him just having a couple of good games. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it should be fun. Let's see what happens. Uh, or for all we, can all we know, all we know at the end of the day, maybe, you know, he changes so drastically over the next few games. But like, no, don't sell him for anything. Um for what it's worth, the few games he did not play, I think it was last year, it was noticeable. Totally noticeable. Yeah, yeah for sure. Not as... um, but I think now the way we have everything structured and we have Julio and Ruby up front, yep. and like Demir can actually stop playing number nine. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Pablo's actually grown into that role that he's in. Um which I think he's one of the must-have starters these days, Pablo Ruiz. Um, and then right behind them, you have um, Everton and uh, what's his name, Beisler, right? Both can play that position. You can just slot the mirror in what to what uh, Albert is trying to play, and boom, there you go. You're not even hurting. And then, who knows? You bring in one of those world beaters uh, from somewhere else, and uh, it's 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 Ladero with Seattle all over again, but in Real Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get that timing right. Anything's possible. Yeah. Anyways, there's that. So do we need to talk about the new kid at all anymore? Uh, I'm assuming there'll be a lot more. Oh, <laughs> I almost forgot. Uh, Mr. Wood, Bobby Wood is coming this summer too. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, if, you know, if all of this is to be believed, we are going to have a lot of wingers, a lot of attacking options, Um 
and you know i'm hoping one of these days they the rumor comes out about a center back like we still i you know holt is essentially our next center back up which you know yes. no disrespect to the kid <sighs> is kind of terrifying that is scary even our starting um center back pairing is kind of scary i mean justin glad i i think we we were right here's something i'll say once we were right to say that i think he has hit the ceiling last year you and i both thought for years that his ceiling is like the starter for bayern München or something silly like that right like there's no way he's not off in europe playing starting center back for maybe not Bayern, but like one of those pretty big teams, decent sized teams, captain of like the US national team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think he just stopped rolling a couple of years ago, probably literally, but also, you know, in, in terms of skills and, and right, how right. high ceiling is it a ceiling and um, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I yeah. Think for he sure. Is the very, he's a starting caliber center back in the MLS. just about any, yeah, yeah, for sure, and, for sure. And, you know, yeah. there's no shame in that. No, none at all. But, but you're yeah. right, our third option pretty, pretty bad right now. Yeah, it, it, it does feel like this RSL team, while performing extremely well, at the moment is also like just a couple of injuries away from being really poor. Um and we've seen it, you know, we've seen those like soft muscle injuries just add up where suddenly you've got four or five dudes on the uh, on the injured list and, you know, you're pulling up Monarchs dudes. I, I think, see, I would take it a step further. Like, I think there are a couple of dudes not performing well in a game away from getting plastered by somebody. I, 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 mean, I think we're not as good as we think we are. Right. Um, which actually let's get into that. So next two, three games, how are you feeling? I, I am kind of curious to see how we end up playing against San Jose. Cause they're also one of those teams that um, were pretty underrated coming into the season that have definitely overperformed. Um, they've also, you know, had our number these last few, few matches and, and not just had our number, but like in a splendid fashion where they just bounce us. Um, I I do think at some point Rubio Rubin and you know Julio are going to I don't want to say regress but like level out like every striker goes through a dry spell. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you cannot average a goal and an assist per game, right? Um, it yeah, I I mean it's. It's really hard not to be excited because the teams we beat are good teams, you know? Like, everyone was talking about uh, Minnesota being a really good, you know, contending team. SKC is a very good attacking contender for, you know, serious silverware. And, you know, you, you, you can't help but read into that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think we are as good as we appear at the moment but I don't think we're as bad as you and I made it out to be at the tail end of last year slash early yeah. preseason. Well, I mean, and to be fair, we, we you never can tell how these new kids are going to work out. I mean, for Christ's sake, look at Chicharito in LA. What did he, he could, he could not buy a goal last year. And 
is it two in the first game, a hat trick in the second game, or something like that? Just tearing it up. Yeah, yeah. I think he had five goals in the first two games this year. Um, who was this? Who was that coming? You know, who could have uh, just like this? Julio and Rubio. Like no one thought it, would, it could be as good as this. Um, you have to remember, we still have a DP that hasn't seen the field, right? So yeah, in, in Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Still hasn't um, seen the field. That is kind of wild <laughs> when you mm-hmm. think about it. We're effectively playing with one DP. Um, yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know what the secret sauce is. I, maybe all these dudes are just like sitting there and just reading all of these articles about them getting, you know, pissed off and playing with a chip on their shoulder. Whatever it is, it appears to be working. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep underrating us. What? San Jose and Nashville, I think, and Dallas. One of those is away, either in Nashville or in Dallas. Uh, I mean, Nashville is a complete, you never know. Dallas is always good. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting. I would love to see how we come out of May. And um, obviously not expecting a perfect record right? Um, come end of May. But, how cool uh, would a perfect record be, though? You know, it would be one of those things where, like, no one's going to buy it anyway, so who cares? <laughs> Here, here's... Here's the problem with, I think, RSL and maybe MLS at large. I'm looking at those three games, and you were right. It is FC Dallas away. So it's it's Friday, May 7th is San Jose at home. May 15th is Nashville at home. And then FC Dallas away May 22nd. I could easily see Real Salt Lake winning all three of those games. And like, like no problem. Now they're going to lose two of those three. Well, let me, let me keep going. I could just as easily see RSL losing all three of those games in spectacular fashion. Like, that's yeah. the problem with, not problem, I think it's, you know, as far as bang for your buck, as far as entertainment value goes, it, it's a great thing to have. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it's it's just been a wild ride, and we're only two games in. Like, yeah. like you know. Yeah. And let them, let, let it play out. We I think, remember what our goal was for the season. That's, yeah, if not have the team end up in Phoenix or Las Vegas. If at the end of the season we still have a team with an owner that's committed to keeping the team here, no matter where we are in the standings, that's a good thing. That is a success for the season. Um, everything and anything else is just cherry on the cake, and we'll take it as we get it. Uh, projections for San Jose. That's a tough one. That's a um, two zero RSL before you go. I'll go two zero. I'm gonna say two one RSL. No, so we both think we're gonna win. Yeah, but that's probably not a good after, sign. After just talking all that trash, we still think we're gonna win, huh? I mean, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Wando could be potentially be doing Wando things. So, so they lost to Houston, and then they beat FC Dallas three one, and then they beat. DC United four one, mm-hmm. so it it's I would MLS. go so, yeah they are a very I mean very RSL esque like let's be really clear um, I think they're really hard to figure out I think not a lot of people you know rated them very highly coming into the year um, losing to Houston seems weird because I feel like Houston out of those three teams is the worst team but yet uh-huh. Houston beats them. Um, 
you know, maybe maybe they just travel really poorly because both of their wins were at home. So, you know, maybe them traveling is is a benefit to us. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think Elevation is going to do what Elevation does. I, I think I, I'm going to say 2-1, 2-1 for the good guys. I'm sticking right. to it. Cool. We got anything else to the cover? I mean, you know, like it's uh to to your point, it's it's a a lot of a lot of games left to play. We got some, you know, thirty some odd more games before the season's out. Um, more help is allegedly on the way. Really, I'm I'm curious to see what RSL starting eleven looks like in two months from now, because uh, mm. I think any prediction we come up with is gonna look totally different. Um, but yeah. It, it's, yeah, you it's, mean like late June, early July, because the new guys should be coming over without needing much warm up, right? The seasons will have just ended. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's you know both of these guys are, well, I mean, you know, uh, Menendez is is definitely coming off of like regular appearances. Uh, you know, Bobby Wood wasn't exactly getting a ton of minutes <laughs> in mm-hmm. in Germany. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, so even I, better, maybe he's fresh, but he's got to practice with the team. Yeah, Correct. yeah. It, it's maybe we are spoiled by how quickly uh, Rubio Rubin and uh, Julio uh, clicked, because I don't think that's very common for you know an attacking duo or trio. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it is kind of wild that you know I'm thinking sitting here going, oh Bobby Wood is coming. I hope he doesn't like throw off the flow or whatever, you know, like, like it's kind of wild to me that we've got a, a striker of his caliber. And, and my instinct is like, well, if, if we're still scoring goals by then, maybe this dude isn't a guaranteed starter the way we thought he was, which well, I'm mean, a great position to be in. Yeah. But again, two games in, let's see what the next couple of months bring. And then uh, we will figure out what to do. All right. Well, it's been a fun re-recording this here, baby. Yep. Arsenal Nation, thank you for listening. Stay cool. And, and we'll, we'll catch you after you. San Jose. Dun-na-na, dun-na-na. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>